0: In this episode of the Encourage Inspire podcast, I'm joined by music producer, artist, MC, and international communi- international communicated entrepreneur, Evan Martin. You know, this episode is a special episode, man, because Evan is actually one of my day ones, man. He's really been around me since we first started, since I first started doing music in the mid-2000s, man, and pursuing this journey. So it was just cool to have him on the pod. You know, we talked about how... You know, we all got first got connected, but most importantly, what well, like what we talked about how we started off the episode was about how he approached music production. He always wanted to do something different. He was about perfection because he feels like music is the one thing, the recording part of it, that you can get close to perfect. Um, we also talk about you know uh, being different. You know, this is the best time to be different and do something different because you could do things your way. You know. Evan and I also talked about that. We obviously both have New York roots, him being born in Queens and raised in Boston, eventually coming down to Florida and going to the University of Central Florida and, you know, really being involved in the underground scene there and then sticking around for a few years until you move back up to Boston. Um, we also then talked about the importance of branding and creating quality content because we're in an era now where there's so everybody has access to the same technology, so it's really easy to to just kind of put out average stuff so he's really big on um that and really creating a solid brand and he was really impressed with kind of my strategy that i use with the brand position when it's talking about building a core audience so he really really did appreciate that uh we talked about you know him viewing himself as an international communicator and just understanding how to you know, be connected with people from all over the world. He talks about obviously in the pandemic being virtual, we're able to connect to all sorts of people, uh, by just being on the internet and, and, and things of that nature and how he was really able to, you know, um use his relationships that he built over the years working for Hilton Corporation as a concierge to be able to create these great quality contacts that were people he could do uh, work for through his company, uh, where he produces virtual, hybrid, and uh, in person events and helping, you know, hospitals, doctors, lawyers, you know, kind of everyday business people, high corporate people in producing a, a great events and content. Uh, we talked about how, we, in the episode, we're talking about. You know what he kind of learned from working with some of the biggest global brands international brands like red bull mtv the learning channel um and he says that the key to success with working with brands like that is to be able to listen and be able to provide the needs that they're looking for um and then we also ended the, about talking about um Taco Fall, his interview day with Taco Fall, who's in the NBA, and they have a connection from obviously Boston and being from UCF. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Encourage and Aspire podcast. This is episode number 51. And today is a very special episode. And I say that for every episode because all my guests are special. But I actually have somebody on, on 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 with me today that has been with me since the beginning of my journey. And I've been doing this since I was 19. And he knew me at 19 and I'm 36. So I tell you how long we go back. Um, doing me wanted to be in the music business, and his studio was the first studio I ever really besides besides G off. We won't. But he, so he technically I guess the second studio that I was ever in. Uh, this is my brother from another mother, uh, Evan Martin's with me,
1: uh, and he's just a great guy, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Darrell, so much for having me. Um, and also, I'm not that old either. Okay, so <laughs> even though you were 19, I was somewhere around like 23. So right, right, right. We're, we're, we're we're hanging on together, man. But we're uh, we're absolutely uh, in this for a long time since the beginning of what would really be both of our journeys. So um, I'm just so thankful for our relationship, and uh, I just appreciate appreciate you very much for having me. Hey, man, this is a pleasure
0: because you there are only a few people that have kind of known me and seen my journey from the beginning of I really wanted to be in this business. I always talk about, you know, I started in the dance crew. That's really how I got my real my first to start being in the hip hop dance crew. This is probably about a year. It's probably about 8 months, 9 months before connecting with you. Cuz this is dating back to 2004. I think we connected around around
1: oh five yeah i mean it might have it actually might have even been a little bit before that but somewhere around there man absolutely that yeah was the time. It, yeah so i mean you know
0: and i just i mean i always sat. I'm, I'm thankful for Lashawn. we call him ts you know i mean uh and those who call him ts we know i mean from day one like and i remember just uh connecting cuz the reason why I think we could, cuz we all connected cuz kind
1: of G off actually cuz yeah cuz I was I was actually playing uh, G off is a friend of mine and um I yeah. was playing playing and working on music with him at the time uh with MC Tan with a lot of different people in and around Orlando and I also for a couple of years was playing drums uh in a band with uh with Jeff and his crew um so yeah man, that's how, we days, man. that's how
0: we connected and I, and I you know and it was just it was so cool We we'll make his we were so young. <laughs> you know what I think about it? Like we were so young and, and even that crew, man, even going back to the, you know, with Dave Vaughn and JMac and, and and those guys and, and doing what we were doing, man. And those guys were super talented. I've always been blessed to work with really talented cats. I think what, I think what hurt, I think what hurt us is that those guys were young. I don't think, Again, you know, it was a different industry too than it is now. I think um, those was the era where you're still trying to get a record deal, still trying to do it, you know, that way. Yeah, the and times
1: are changing. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're First
0: kind time. of it's kind of with Lashawn. Lashawn was always TS yes, was always, you know, shout out to him. His, his this is actually this podcast is House to His Podcast Network. You got what you need, Podcast Network man. So shout out to him. Uh, but that was, he was always forward thinking in the way he he saw music kind of going. I always say that like he was really forward thinking in that way but I think we were just young and I think um you know but the talent was always there the Yeah was and, I, there.
1: and 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 the, I think the word you used hurt was the wrong word because I don't think anything hurt us and I say that because it was we were young as you mentioned already you know we had uh some great experience at those times Yeah, um, yeah. we've we've taken what we learned along the way and we've put it into back into what we do and how we do it. So I don't think any experience is a hurt no matter what or how comes out of it. Now, when we talk about the talent of, of uh, J Mac and D G Z, um, they were super talented. um, And I, and I hope that even though, um, perhaps the music uh situation that they were in hasn't gone exactly according uh accordingly um, i do hope that they had as i continue to also keep in touch with them um some benefit to the experience that they had and um the opportunity that, that they had and what they're able to bring into their current life and how they continue to grow as men
0: absolutely uh, and, absolutely uh, and, and,
1: and and that's really what it's all about so at the end of the day you know and and and, and again back to the young part right when we, we people like us that just want to continue to grow and educate ourselves and surround ourselves with good people and take advantage of our experience right you know mm-hmm. we're the type of people that always feel like we're getting started that, yeah, that we're exactly. not, we're not getting old. Like we're just getting started. I, I, at least that's how I feel, man, because um just, especially bring, being here and talking with you today, you know, that's, uh, that's just an, an important thing to remember that right. as long as, as long as you can continue to do what you want to do and you can continue to grow and you can continue to learn from people and take advantage of the experience that you had in life, then you will continue to feel like you're just getting started. And that's, that's really a blessing. It's absolutely bad.
0: You know, it, it being in that studio, uh, you know, in your studio and just and one thing I love about you, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, just the way you looked at, the way you looked at music it was always different. You know, I think you you definitely didn't do the norm. You were, you know, when it came to your production, it was always different, <laughs> you know, and but it was cool because I think so. I think for a long time even now people love to just know what works or what's hot. But I think when you can, when you can talk about building an audience, because these days what it's about, because there's no record label coming to save you. There's no record label coming to change your life. <laughs> you have to, you literally have to do take yourself from zero to 60. Right. And you know, when I'm doing a lot of coaching and consulting with, with the clients I work with, you know uh, this is the best era to be an artist way better than it was when we were there the only the only difference that's where it was there then before because I think now you still have people who just want to be artists and don't want to don't want to really do the, the business side it's only like and you can't not do the business side you know what I mean because it's the only way you're going to be able to even get somebody to be interested in you but you know it, it's impossible to um to to think that you're just going to get discovered, you know, you know, and we come from an era when we are young, we're old enough to remember the era of, yeah, you could just go and perform at clubs and A&R would find you and say, we're going to give you a development deal. We're going to give you $300,000. So enough to pay your bills and take care of you. So you could be creative because we know when it's hard to be creative, (laughs) you got to figure out where you're going to sleep at night, (laughs) you know, know? things like that. So, but that's not the era now, you know what I mean? So, because now it's, the difference is now we have social media and you kind of have to do it yourself. Right. And, and right. that, that's, that's the era. But the beautiful thing about it is though, you can do what you want to do. And I think about your type of music and your type of production, you know, this would be, it, it would work if you found, but you really do abstract stuff, man. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to music, for me, it's always been about just taking advantage of, you know all the different types of music and all the different things that I've learned about music in my life and just trying to at the time come up with something that makes me feel good and you right. know and and so that's that's when the the organic stuff comes out but that also is something to where if I can be open enough to have that experience across the music border and do it in a way to where I, I see a talent or I see something from somebody that I'm working with. Um, I also have this feeling to where instead of looking at it in a certain way or whatever, just trying to think of, you know, how can we practice it enough to get it perfect? How can we get it sounding a little bit better? How can we enunciate I, certain and parts? And I love to, that to, you to, know, to like you punch. said it because that's
0: how you were when you recorded. When you recorded, I to remember that you were a stickler for it being right. i got to get that. it right, man. I mean, that's yeah. what,
1: that's what a lot of artists say that 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 they that. They they freaked out when they went to work with Dr. Dre because he was so meticulous and he, right. and he and he and he makes them do it over so many times. But but that's why he's successful, because at the end of the day, you know, he wants perfection in music. And in something like music, you can actually, I mean, we all know in life there's no such thing as perfection. Only, only God knows what perfection is. Right. But when it comes to recording, this is something that you can get pretty close to perfection. Yeah. If you bro. really put the practice in, I remember one thing <laughs> is hate, a lot bro. of, a lot of people want to come into the studio because they see on TV or they see on video or whatever that the studio, or just in general, their experience, the studio is a place to party. The studio is a place, you you mm. know, when the studio is a place to party, when the track is done, Done, right. Okay? Right. Because, because something, especially like when we used to, when we used to bring rappers in, right. Yeah. Okay. When when they would start to sit down and write their lyrics or finish up their you know uh, their verse or or whatever in the studio, it was like, yo, you could be doing this on your own. It you don't need anything oh, but just yeah, the, yeah. the beat. And you could practice a thousand times and get this so perfect. Like even though a, a producer wants to make money on hourly or however they're doing it, honestly, producers that are really in it to improve themselves, to improve others, to make things better. They don't want to sit sit around and waste time in the studio. They want to get in there and they want to nail it. And then they want to do the partying after when you're blasting that track and when you're listening to it. So, so one, one thing I could always say to almost every rapper I work with, that thought process of can't we just cut it up and, you know, can't we just do the second part and just cut it and paste it? And yeah, we can, but, but how about you just practice that a hundred times and then come in here and nail it? You know, that's how it's going to sound the best.
0: You did that with us. You know, you did that with us. And I remember you telling Dave on the DGs back then, but go back, go and learn this shit, man, learn it. (laughs) And come back here. Because you were, I mean, that's why I say you're a producer. You're a real, see, people, people. Man, the
1: first, I'll never forget the first day y'all showed up to the studio, there were like 10 cats outside. And yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> and they had the high C yeah. and they had the um, the tequila and they right. were ready for a party. And I said, yo. This let, let, let's save this for later, man. Yeah, let's you guys work. come back here when, yeah. when we're done and y'all stay, stay away until we get the verses. Right. right. Cause we're not wasting time around, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you, and, and that's okay too. I mean, if you really want to want to pay for studio time to get some Instagram and some YouTube shots, you know, then that's fine. You know, pay for it and come through and look like you're having a good time. But I saw that those guys really were, striving to do something that was great as you always are and and so you know in that particular case they kind of got it right off the bat and you were adamant about it and we really did pretty quickly after that get to a point where you know fun always you got to have fun in the studio Um, but we did it in a way to where we found ourselves really um you know, finding another level that we hadn't been to yet. And that's Absolutely. really what makes it bro. Special. And I, you
0: said, and Kevin that's what I mean. You're a producer, man. You're you're a real people think pretty people just make beats, but you actually produce the records. And that that's a difference. You know, that's a difference when people, when people a lot of people don't because people today just make a beat I'm a No, you just make beats. Are you but do you yeah. produce the, the whole record? And that's that's what you are. You're a yeah. producer.
1: And and, and 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 even yeah. though my journey has taken me in a little bit of a different spot especially at this point in my career while I still do love writing and and, and recording oh, music Yeah, and you got yeah, with music. Yeah. A lot of these uh, events that I've been doing is the same thing I'm producing Virtual and hybrid events, and and the difference is instead of working and getting you know the rappers verse right or or getting an instrumental laid down, I'm working with a doctor that I need to make sure you know is able to do his job in the in the best way that he can, or I'm working with a teacher, or I'm working with whoever it may be, because at the end of the day we want to produce a a training or a conference or something in a way yeah. that people that are, everybody involved said, wow, that that went smoothly, I, that that was so great to work with you, I felt so comfortable because. You have to be able to to, again, take all the experience and always bring it into the next thing, into the next project, whatever that may be. And and it all comes down to opening yourself up to being able to work with all different types of people in all different types of situation, because every single thing you could think of when it comes to people, there's there's something special there. Right. You just got to find it and you can make it work because at the end of the day, sadly, people miss out on opportunities to really learn from other people because right off the bat, they have a bias or they have what, however they've grew they grew up or whatever they've done. And uh, you're just hurting yourself. You're not helping yourself by not opening yourself up to being able to associate with every different walk of life in every different situation possible
0: absolutely man that's so great yeah so I want to get a little bit into your personal story you know um about you know stuff like that so I know you're so you originally from Boston I was born in New York actually but in, oh, I didn't even know that okay because yeah, I, I was born in New York
1: where in New York were you born Brooklyn Brooklyn okay so I was born in Queens so, so okay see, there we go yeah all, way my, way all my family,
0: all my family all my family including you know because my parents are Jamaican. you know so mm-hmm. Um, uh, all my family, my sister, my sister. Cause you don't have a twin, but she has since moved back to New York. She back. She's actually lives in Queens, uh, now. But she did, yeah. But yeah, I was born in New York. Um, and then we came to Orlando in ninety three.
1: So. Yep. I, I i was I was born in New York. I grew up in Boston. I came to uh, South Florida in ninety nine and then I went to uh, University of Central Florida. And then I stuck around there about six years after I graduated before I came back up here and we moved the studio back up to Boston, which was still a music studio,
0: man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. that Yeah, that's interesting. So you, you you went to high school in Florida in South Florida
1: for one year. I went to high school in South Florida.
0: OK, gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. interesting. And I'm thankful for that. It's, it wasn't easy moving out my senior year of high school. Uh, that's for sure. Especially with some of the things I was involved with, some of the accolades that I had had, especially my junior year. Yeah. Um, I, I was a TV production student of the year that year. And then I was also Mr. Andover High School. I won the talent show there. And uh, so I had a lot, lot going for me that junior year. And then the very next year that summer I had to leave uh, because of my dad's job situation. Uh, And I, and, and so it took me a couple of weeks to get, you know, get a good vibe there in South Florida. And before you knew it, you know, I just, I just was so blessed for it again, the experience and the opportunity to have to take on a challenge and to have to, you know, beat that challenge. And then when I went up to Orlando, because of that experience, I had already been involved with some music and I had already been working with some some people from South Florida. And that's how I kind of, you know, connected with people up in, uh, in Orlando.
0: Yeah, that's what I was say. So what made you choose uh, UCF?
1: Yeah. I mean, at the time it was kind of weird. I, I, I only applied to two schools. I applied to UMass Amherst because that's where a lot of my friends from here went. And I applied yeah. to UCF because that's where a lot of my friends from South Florida were going <laughs> gotcha. okay. production program. And I got into both. And so I had to decide, do I go back home or do I stay here? And I said, I'm going to give uh, Orlando a shot. I felt like there was a lot of opportunity there. And, uh, and so that's how I chose UCF, man. And, and to your sense of, man, our music city, because when you were, when you were here,
0: the scene, of course, was a different scene than it is now. But I will say this, though, there's so much talent in Orlando. Mm-hmm. There's so much. And, and it took young people to kind of revive the city. I was just at a show this past Tuesday. Well, at the time of this recording, it's, it's April 1st we're recording this. So It'll be out probably about a month from now. Uh, to people but at the time of this recording uh, a couple days prior I just I went to a concert um, the future showcase so it's my friend Jen she has an event company and she puts on these shows for Orlando local talent professional events all in the acts doing great and I'm like man our city is amazing and it just goes to show you that we won't never be in Atlanta, you know. We can't. We can't. We're not too. Because what happens to a lot of people is they they feel like they have to leave because. Right. And I get it. At some point you do. If we do have to grow, but it just feels like man, there's so much great talent in our city. The problem was back then. The difference was back then because you. to remember we're still. We were still in the era of. It wasn't a DIY era when you were here, it was still an era of, we're kind of transitioning into the DIY. Or still the era of, I got to get on, I got to get a deal, I got to get this, I got to get that. So, you know, nobody really knew what to do, especially with urban music. We didn't really come together. Orlando's always been a a pop and rock city, Right. It was never really a city where urban music, where we would come together. It was always clickish. It was always, I can't work with him because he might put more a hotter verse on my record or, or things like that. And, Now it's just about, man, the city is coming together and the support. I mean, the support is here. That's great
1: to hear now, especially at the time when we're just starting to hopefully come out of this COVID thing where people are starting to be out and about, people are starting to get together. I always found some really interesting underground stuff going on in Orlando. I know it's continued to grow over the years. I'm so happy to hear that it's where it's at and that some of the indie people and some of the the ones that are really kind of underground and really working hard and really working at their craft or having an ability to showcase. But but one of the greatest things is just the fact that really when you look at what COVID brought as far as the virtual platform and how music has been able to grow even more throughout the virtual platform, you know, we are international now. You know, we, we have an opportunity now to really... You know, take advantage of the hard work we put in. Take advantage of what's happening locally and put it on on a showcase to the world. Um, absolutely. So, so absolutely,
0: so it's yeah. it's
1: really a, a, a special time, and you don't have to go somewhere else to be you. You you just have to exactly. And part of what you what you're doing, and then it, it when when the opportunity comes, you're good. And one thing I could say, you know, of course you know Daryl too. A lot of it is about luck in many cases. Oh my but, gosh. But 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 the problem with <laughs> yeah. but the problem with luck is always that if you are the lucky one that hits it big that yeah. makes the money that gets everything works out for you there's going to be a there's still going to be a time in your life where you hit an obstacle yeah and where you, yeah. when you hit when you hit a point where yeah. because you didn't have the experience of yeah. having to put the extra work in because luck took over experience yeah. Then you're going to be in trouble. And and, yeah. and, and 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 that's something that you can never forget. That's why unfortunately a lot of these athletes that that you know, come from a t- tough situation that yeah. make it at a young age and all of a sudden have money and the fame and the glory, yeah. all of a sudden they hit a point where you know, something turns or something happens and all of a sudden money can't bail you out of it.
0: And
1: that's when you wish you had a little bit more experience in the grind of, of, of having to figure yourself out as a man or as a woman, right? Um, so, so everything to me always comes back into play. Money doesn't doesn't do anything, okay? At the end of the day, money's yeah. not going to buy you health. Money's not going to buy you out of a situation where you're 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 in trouble and it's yeah. just nowhere to turn. So, and then there are points too where something bad happens to the good luck people later on in life, and then that money's gone. Now, what do you do? <laughs> you don't have something to stand on because you don't have the experience there, right? Absolutely. So, so, so this is like it, that. That that's why you have to just keep plugging away, keep working hard, keep, keep doing your thing because every bit of experience matters and it's oh going God. to come back and help you later on in life. Trust es- me. Especially.
0: Yeah. Because I always tell people to be successful in the music industry, in the music business. Cause I always say, I also, let me say this too. You don't need the music, you don't need the music industry to be successful in the music business. I think there's two different people got to understand there's a difference between people with the industry, what they're doing, they're chasing what's hot, they're chasing what's trending. But let's say yeah. you do some really avant-garde abstract type stuff. with well, the music industry the record labels, all they know how to do is market commercial music. That's what they do. So if your yeah. music isn't commercial, they're not gonna know what to do with it anyway. Right. <laughs> so you so you got you've got to figure out you this why that's why I always teach about building a core audience. You've got to figure out who loves my shit. And find out who they are and love them because those are the people that's gonna allow you to have a career. The record company used to just be the people that would provide the funding so you should right. go touch the people. At the end of the day, it's still it's, gotta be about the people.
1: It's it's always about the people. And <laughs> and and it's yeah. it's also it's also um you know, a situation where it like take whatever's trending, whatever's hot, you know, find out how it happened. And, and find out what you really love about it or some parts that you love about it. And then you can yeah. take that and you can incorporate that into your journey. Exactly. But if you're really trying to follow what's hot by the time you make it there, it's Somewhat. not.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, so it's true. over. It's, it's over. So true. And I always tell people there's two types of artists or creatives. Well, I don't even really use the word recording artist. I think this era, this era, recording artist is a dead term. You're a content creator. That's the difference. You create content. Versus just being an artist, recording artist, but obviously there's two types of creatives. There's either going to be you're either going to be trendy, or you're going to be talented, right? So the trendy people, yeah, you might have quick success, but you're on trend. Well, like you just said, when the trend shifts and you don't know how to shift with the trend, you're sol. Versus yep. if you're talented and you have a real message, again, kind of the stuff you were doing, kind of stuff. Well, you know, it's all oh, it's just naturally going to take longer. I see people, people have to be okay with that. I think a lot of times there is no fast track. Um, because you mentioned earlier about getting the, getting the music, getting the production, right? That's the only part that's subjective. Cause you could have a standard to judge it apart. But once you right. put it into the marketplace, it's subjective, man. You can't tell. So once it's actually in the marketplace, you don't know how people are going to feel about it. You, you think they might feel good, but you don't know. <laughs>
1: You, this and is when art. when it comes to music. It's so tough because everybody listens to something and thinks something different. Yeah. It, exactly. You know, every ear is different. Exactly. Everything is different. Of course, unfortunately, like there's a lot of the new style of music to where it doesn't take a lot of thinking, right. It's no, kind of no. designed for 4am at the club club when you're totally Waste fucked right. up. Yeah. It's <laughs> over. Right. So as long as it's a, it's a heavy beat and it's a, and it's a catchy yeah. hook. Yeah. Okay. But but, you know, at the end of the day, even still, like, you know, you, you, you have to be creating something that's ahead of the game and, and yeah. not, not find yourself behind. And the best way to do that is to just keep working at your craft, keep bringing in everything and keep just trying to just just develop something that you've created. At the end of the day, it's got to be something that absolutely
0: something that you believe in, something that something that the people who get behind you, I always tell artists, OK, what problem are you solving? So yeah. I teach it from a... So when I'm teaching and I'm coaching clients, I say, okay, your problem solved because people come to you because you solve a particular problem for them. And what's, and what's your brand about? And I talk about the brand positioning statement, right? So there's three elements within that. It's the community that you want to serve, the niche community you want to serve, who you are, and why should somebody give a shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because
1: it's, it's it, it really honestly- comes down to that.
0: Why should somebody care? Because there's... You know, there's eight million artists across the there's eight million artists across the world, right? So they consider themselves independent professional artists. So to think someone's just going to discover you because you're just that good and you're going to just change it doesn't work like
1: that. <laughs> but that's you know? but what you're saying is is the ultimate approach because yeah. what you just said is exactly what my business friends will tell me. You you have to make it as simple as possible as far as why yeah. would people why would somebody pay for that you yeah. know how much does somebody need that or or right. what do you provide that somebody actually really needs yeah. you know somebody really wants somebody really you know so so at the end of the day you're absolutely that that is the best advice you could really give somebody and it's almost really tough uh, in many cases to really find that and yeah. even if even if you you got it all going as far as you know you think you you're getting to where you need to be sometimes right. it's hard to even like come up with a very simple statement is like as it is, it as, is. as like what what do i offer that people need.
0: Trust me. And when I, when I take you through this process, they most have never done it before because again, creative minds don't think that way, you know, when creative minds think I just want to create. They don't, they're not thinking about what is their brand? What does their brand stand for? Because again, a lot of, when you first fall in love with music, you're just thinking about the music. You're, You're not thinking about other thing that goes beyond 30, 40 years ago. All you had to do was make the great record. Yep. Right. And you turn the record into the label, and the label, well, you just need to like show up here, do this. And... But now you got to think about all these things, you know, as you're making your music, as you're doing what you're doing, because you are the brand, you are the label, you are the marketer, you are the you know, so everything is is what you are, and so what happens is a lot of creatives they struggle there because it's just not natural for them to think that way, right? So, so that's where I see them because. So, I would say, what I would say, if you're just starting out today, if you're already starting out 2022, the top three things you need is you need a videographer, you need to capture content, right? You need probably somebody who understands social media, and then you need somebody that's a consultant that can kind of guide you, somebody like myself that has the and expertise to... Guide you properly. Those are probably the top three things, and then the last thing would be a job.
1: Yep. <laughs> and, and those are the those are the top things for a business too. I mean, yeah. especially with again the direction we're headed in, you yeah. know, when you have a flooding of people now with good cameras on their phones, right? Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. at the end of the day, a lot of people think right away okay, well, I have a great camera on my phone so I could produce great stuff. But at the end of the day, since everybody has a great camera on their phone, you're flooded with just average looking content. So actually now more than ever, really professional video and content stands out even more above Right. a bunch of right. decent videos from cell, cell phones. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Yeah. overall it's unfortunate because like, you, you know, back in the day before all this, the, you know, virtual stuff and, and, and with the te- technology that we have, you know, you would stand out because what you did was so great above everybody else, but you had such a big team behind you, yeah. right? Yeah. To, to make it all right. And, and it took extra loads of effort, you know, but nowadays like anybody could download, uh, yeah. Anybody who a Mac, it comes with GarageBand. They make music. Anybody who has a phone, they can record a video, yeah. uh, you know, but what it does is overall, it lowers the level yeah. of talent. It lowers the level of skill because you have stuff that's getting out there. That's just really right. amateur, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so now more than ever, when you put something that's really hot, really professional, really different, really clear, really whatever it is above that average level of what everybody's doing, that's what's going to set you apart. And you cannot get there without those three things that you just mentioned. Absolutely,
0: man. And that's why, you know, and, and that's why that's so important. And we're going to talk about kind of what you do with your company. That's kind of what you do with what, with what you do with, with, with your company. Uh, what do I always have to ask? You know, what, what's your earliest memories of music? What do you remember? What, what made you fall in love with music? I, I always yeah. ask this to all my guests. Uh, this question this is my favorite question to ask.
1: I appreciate the question because I got to thank my parents for that, you know, especially my my, my dad had not just this incredible record collection, but he was also very soulful. He right. was a drummer, right. um, you know, so from an early age, I was just like privy to like, you know, great music. Right. Um, and it was great music of the 60s and it was great music of the 70s. And just because my dad in general is just like, you know, open to, to to art and different things, you know, that gave me this this amazing opportunity at a young age to have this access to an incredible music catalog. So I'd say that was really the beginning of it for me. And then the fact that my dad was a musician, uh, several family members of mine were musicians. That's what really got me uh, when I was old enough to, to really want to you know, get into, to, to learning music, learning instruments, learning recording. That's really how I got there.
0: Cool. And so when you, so you learned, did you, so did you teach yourself recording? So did you teach yourself kind of things, you know, you never went to school or you just kind of self-taught?
1: So I, um, when it came to school, as I mentioned, you know, I was, I was big time TV production student in high school. And then gotcha. when I moved, moved that senior year to South Florida, I interned at TV stations. So that's when I learned about like professional production. Right. And also when I was in high school as a musician in a band, uh, we had to find out in the old fashioned way, the ways to record music, whether it was using an eight track, whether it was using a dat recorder, whether it was. Yeah you know, whatever we, whatever we could experiment with, with the money we had back then, as far as, you know, recording in a garage, hanging microphones from the ceiling. Like I, I hear know, that. Oh yeah. Because, yeah. because another great thing to learn from that is um, you, you, if you, you people give up quickly because of what they have or the technology, they want the best of this or the best of that. If you can really maximize what you already have, yeah. you can actually make a shitty microphone sound decent. Yeah. You know, I always say like a great drummer, Sounds great on a shitty drum set, but a shitty drummer doesn't sound great on any drum set. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? So, so, so that is how I really started to learn kind of about. Um, you know, unique and creative ways to to maximize sound and to to and so so then when I did grow up a little bit more, when I started to work with more types of people, when I was able to invest in a little bit more, uh, you know, of equipment, it was almost like every piece of equipment I invested in, I was try my best to maximize that piece of equipment right. so that it was sounding and working as well as I could possibly get it to sound and work. Um, so 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 over time, you know, just with different opportunities that came up, you know, I always had certain things on the back burner that I could pull out because. Any again, any experience, any equipment, anything you have in the back burner, it will it will always come back at some point to help you. Oh yeah. um, And uh, and then you know just uh, just the experience of being uh, you know open to produce in different ways, and then also to incorporate my um, learning of instruments and whatever else that I've done uh, into whatever I was recording and that's pretty much how I got there man and just uh, being a communicator I, and then also in in UC, at UCF I, I had an issue I did not like the TV production program which is the reason I went to UCF right. so I chose communications as my major uh, and I chose sound design as my minor so I did have an opportunity to not only work in the sound design program at UCF but also because of the, uh, the band that I was playing and we used to work with some of the cats over at full sale and then also my roommate who I ended up sharing a studio with he was a full sale student yeah so and, I, and, of I, course,
0: and of course you know it is funny because I ended up going I up, so but like now you probably what I went to full sale 2013 so you for years yeah so I, I know I love full sale man like I tell people all the time that that full sale is a special place if you if you have a chance is, to, absolutely like people people who don't people who don't succeed it's not full sales Full sales job. Cause I've seen enough. To, I've seen enough. every year we have a hall of fame week every year in March, they have they have hall of fame. And so they literally shut down the campus for a whole week and they bring the former grads back and to talk to the students and things like that before they induct a the new class. Right. And so, mm-hmm. so I said, God, these people are some amazing people. And I got a chance to become friends with some really, really cool people. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, Ashish Manchanda, who is in the uh, Full Sail Hall of Fame, is my business partner. And he actually, my artist is actually signed to his company. And Ashish is in the Hall of Fame at Full Sail. The guy's worked in Bollywood. He's done everything. You know, his personal mentor is Bruce Sudeen, which is Quincy Jones, Michael Jackson, personal recording engineer. And so it's just interesting to, to see, like, that play, it works. Full Sail works, but only if you do the work. I think a lot of people think that just because you got it from full sale that you're just supposed to be successful It just doesn't work like that like
1: it doesn't, doesn't work like that in any that any institution works. or any any college or anything just, that you could yeah, possibly yeah. do uh if you don't put the work in if you don't take advantage of what's there if you don't take advantage of the knowledge and the education right you know and then and then apply it to yourself and then go hardcore you're not going to make it you, you got to put the work in man every step of the way you got to work hard to be Eight. to be great exactly and sometimes you got to go sometimes see everybody wants to run to
0: la they want to run to the big city but sometimes the opportunities are in the, in the cities that no one wants to go to yeah right and so sometimes you have to take that path i tell mm-hmm. students all the time take the path that people don't want to go to like there's studios in cities that where you can be the only one doing hip-hop production so yep. everybody gotta come to you so yeah you know and yeah you may not get the grammy But you, but you can work consistently, do what you love to do. You know what I mean? You know, and things like that, you know, don't get me wrong. Grammys are cool, but you don't do the work. You don't what you do it for. (laughs) You do it because you you love it. You know what I mean? Right. And and so, but yeah, but that's cool, man.
1: Well, another thing I was thinking of, according to that is something that I've just been into recently and, and, and heard a lot about it, is that Griselda crew that comes out of, of Buffalo, yeah, um, with Benny the Butcher and those those dudes yeah, like probably, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. they've made a name for Buffalo and and think about how long hip hop's been around for right since the yeah, late 70s right so yeah, so all yeah. of a sudden Buffalo who's been a place that like isn't even considered a part of New York right, right? I mean especially in the hip hop community nobody yeah. ever heard of Buffalo right. now finally Buffalo's making a name for themselves right. so so just like any other opportunity in life when you think you're in a spot that's not the right place to be in because nothing's ever come out of there. Maybe you being the first to come out of that spot or, or being one of the rare people to come out of that spot, maybe, maybe that's what, makes you big, 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 because you actually are not just representing yourself, but you're representing your, your area. You're representing, you know, your city. And, 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 and we know how big that is when it comes to hip hop, how important it is to represent your city. So when you could bring a city on the map for the first time, then you've all of a sudden hit hip hop and two from two different directions. Like this, this artist is hot and he's repping a city that we've never really heard from before. So it brings a new culture, a new vibe in. Exactly, and I think with Griselda, I think
0: because also too for a long time, those guys make street hip hop, make bars, and you know, a long that's real a long time that you didn't. I mean, you had N.W.A., but you didn't really. It wasn't commercially like guys are from the street who made real hip hop, right? Look, you know, I, I look at rap and hip hop as two different things. Guys are real MCs. There's a space for that, obviously, with with slaughterhouse and with with those guys, but with Griselda, like there's a there's a place for that. There's an audience for that.
1: There's and an for audience time, for that, absolutely.
0: For a long time, I don't think people felt like there was an audience that really loved, that can go commercial, quote unquote commercial, the way maybe the butcher has done it and, and those guys have over And that's when it
1: comes back to that international thing again. Exactly. Man. We are international. There's an audience. You know, maybe that some of that audience is a little bit older than some of the other audience that might be liking some of the new artists that are coming up. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, there th- there's a huge ear out there right now. I mean, okay. the world is listening. The world is listening. And, ah, right. and so that if you can bring something in, there is an audience for it, but you got to be great at it because yeah. they are bar rappers, but their bars are, they spit bars and, and, exactly. and their beats are a little bit more like, honestly, a lot of their beats too. They remind me a little bit of that slow kind of, you know, maybe gang star, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, late 90, you know, type, yeah. type hip-hop beat, you know, yeah. uh, but but they're showing that there's still a big audience for that because right now they're, and, they're making moves. And
0: I'll tell you this too, man, when it comes to, here's the, here's the big difference when it comes to international stuff like that. So I remember I was in Groningen. I was in the Netherlands and it was it's where the Dutch people are. And before, Americans come in there and they would be like, oh, man, an American's here. Oh, those guys over there, they love hip-hop. And what, what, what we're seeing is they don't care so much about the Americans. Like they're coming, they're making their own shit happen, and these people are doing. Are are, are clearly they're influenced by American that's where the culture started. But like to, to see these guys rapping Dutch, and I've been in I've been in those bars where I've seen them. Like and it's just like wow, you could feel the energy, and you could feel the the you could feel the uh, just the people just loving what they do. And I mean, shout out to my man Narco Black out there, in again You know, is older, doing the thing. You know, those guys out there doing their thing, man. And you can just show how hip hop is so global. And I've been fortunate to be to have been to six different countries. So when I talk about global music, I've I've seen it. I've been in, I've been in these places. I've seen the way they approach music and R and and, and hip hop music and R and B. And the way they make the way that they make it their own, it, it, it's 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 great. It's absolutely great to, to see that. And this is and another thing too for Americans. It gives Americans an opportunity to feel like okay, they might not love you here in uh, you know L.A., but they're gonna love me somewhere else across the world. And that's why I work with. So I work with New School Rules, which is the number one urban music conference in the world, international. The only thing that's bigger than that is A3C. And so I actually bring artists from overseas, from America, to uh, to the Netherlands. It's actually in, in Rotterdam, which is hour south, hour north of Amsterdam. And it's it's a big conference, man. And the industry comes out, and people all over the world come out, all of different countries, and it's just cool to see people rapping in different dialects. Yeah, and different, and it's like wow, like. And they love you, and your and your stuff is dope. And it just gives what it does for Americans. It gives people hope that yep. okay, I don't have to be the biggest actor in the world. I don't have to be because that's naturally what everybody wants to be, right? But it's just impossible for you to, for everybody to achieve the type of success. It's just, the numbers don't allow for it. You just can't. You know, it's just like sports. You know, there's four hundred there's four hundred guys in the NBA. You know, so everybody that played Division One basketball. Is you going to make the league? But yeah, they can go to other countries and make a living. You know, it's not going to be LeBron money, but can you go make seventy five thousand dollars a month playing ball? I mean, seventy five grand a month, tax free. I mean, who doesn't? Who wouldn't want that life? You know what I've yeah,
1: and, and that that honestly that the what you're saying about the international skill set or the sound or or whatever it may be, yeah. it's it's actually just it's not that much different than what we have in our country because you have now artists representing different states and different cities that sound different. They're yeah. they're they're um the way they talk is different, the way that they rhyme is different, you know. Yeah. So it's always it it again, it it still comes down to like You know, somebody from Memphis is going to going to rap way different and have a different music style than somebody from L.A. who's going to have way different style than somebody from Chicago. (laughs) You know, so so now we've just opened that up so much more, but not just so much more from what you can provide as an artist, but so much more from what the what kind of ears are out there and how many ears are out there that are looking for something new, that are looking for something unique and something different. So. It's uh, th- there's a, there's a lot of opportunity, but uh, but like you keep saying, man, you just you got to put the work in. You, you, you got to really work hard. You got to find yourself and you got to you got to continue to, you know, grow and improve and uh, never give up, you know, because uh, the, the hardest times in your life when things are really tough, that's when you actually learn the most. And that's when if you can get through the toughest times, that's uh, the knowledge that you'll need for another th- time and obstacle comes in front of you. You don't have that without the experience. Awesome. Awesome. And so,
0: yeah, I definitely wanted to, you know, you talk about being an international communicator, you know, I love that. Like, how would you, how would you describe that? Like when you talk about, what it means for you. To be yeah. You know,
1: I, I, I feel like when I look at my life now and I'm 40, okay. So yeah. when, I, when I, when I look at the people in my life that I'm working with, when I look at the people in my life that I, that I've brought, you know, that I have along with me for some time. And that, and I look at the, the, some of the best friends that I have in my life, you know, I, I, I see an international community. Right. Um, I, I, and I, and I take pride in that, you know, because for whatever reason I was blessed to have, whether it's my parents or whatever I had growing up, that, that always made life for me about the individual and never about anything beyond that. Before okay. you are where you come from, before you are whatever color you are, before you are whatever religion you are, you are an individual. Absolutely. And when you can treat each and every opportunity and each and every person that crosses your path as an individual, you can learn so much, okay? You can learn so much about different people, about different cultures. And the more that you grow with people, the more that you surround yourself with with different cultures and different situations, with, which I've been so blessed to as I've grown up since I was young. Um, I find myself now at a point where I, I just look around, and I say, man, if I didn't gain so much knowledge from being open to so many different individuals, I would never be where I'm at. And I wouldn't be so proud to be the person that I am and the people with the people that I'm surrounded by. Because that that is one thing that a lot of people because of their bias or their stereotype or however they were brought up or whatever it is they don't even give themselves the chance to listen or to open themselves up to learning from a different person or a different culture but when you when 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 you when you go into life to take advantage of the people and the experience and and learn about different religion learn about different culture put yourself in the opportunities to to work with people across the globe that's when you really become something special and you really learn about in life, what's really important and what's not. So I always will, will continue to grow and, 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 you know, promote myself as as an international person and communicator, because I really find that that is the best way to grow as a person in life. And to, to, to be able to um, open yourself up to always looking forward to getting the best you can out of people and, um, and, and and taking what you do best and being able to grow that by applying what other people can provide, other specialties, other stories, other whatever it is that people in life can bring to you. and um, And then with a lot of the work that I do now, I'm working with international groups. I'm working with international people. It is just an amazing opportunity. And I'm so thankful for it.
0: Absolutely, man. speaking of that, I was just about to get into, you know, some of the work you do with your production company, you know, and you said you specialize in virtual or hybrid conference video and event production, you know, uh, what made you kind of want to serve in in this space? You know, obviously, you know, you started the music, but you know, uh, what kind of made you transition into more of that stuff? What are you doing now?
1: Yeah. So I, um, you know, I, I've bounced around between music and production, video and TV production since I was a kid. Um, yeah. And it all kind of works hand in hand for me. Right, right. And uh, and so over the years I had had before COVID, so many different opportunities and experiences in both fields. But when COVID hit um, and we, and I was stuck initially because of the quarantine in the yeah. studio, I just said, I have all this equipment. I have all this stuff. I have this creative ability. I want to be able to, um, you know, find myself temporarily in the virtual space, since that was really the only option I had and find that, how could I take what I've learned in the virtual space and how could, how could I communicate it to people who need help in the virtual space? And how can I do this type of audio and video recording stuff that I was doing to really, um, for teachings and whatever else with, with whoever I was working with. And, and how can I use that to do my own teaching and training from my knowledge and experience? And so I produced the training program, uh, a virtual training program. And uh, right off the bat, it took off in a way that I never expected it to, which was every endeavor that I found myself into virtually um, creating that training and teaching program came back to help in every way, shape, and form with the folks that I was working with improve their skill set virtually and help them adapt to the situation at the time. And then also because of the um, the experience and the this, the the work that I had done before, which was always always revolved around communicating um, and growing with people. Um, that was, that was my chance to kind of go with the times. And so over the last two years, I have taken what I already had. I've it's grown. I put on these like incredible productions from the studio here where we, we have, you know, multiple feeds coming in, multiple shots coming in. We could produce a broadcast, like, like a news broadcast from Mm -hmm. the studio here. I have my second station back there for, for the, you know, when I, when I have somebody they come and work with me, whether it be for additional timekeeping or polling questions, whatever else we could do. Yeah. Um, but but you know what I was doing for many years while I was growing my business is I was working as a concierge at the hotel next to Harvard Business School. Yeah, and that was an amazing opportunity for me because you know it gave me time to not only grow my business in a way to where I was taking advantage of the people I was surrounding myself by, but I also working for the Hilton Company hotel company. Um, several years ago, about 12 years ago, I produced an original music video for the property and right away, got a call from the GM of Doubletree. And he said, Evan, we want to have you at our GM's conference. We want to use your video as the direction of social media for the brand. And we're going to send this thing out to all the Doubletrees in the world as a training video. And we're going to invite you and your wife to attend the Grammy awards. Oh, wow. That was like, that was the turning point in my life where I said, wow, you know, Here's a way for me to take my music ability, my video ability, and to put it into this opportunity to, you know, grow with some big corporations, whether it be Hilton or whether it be Harvard or whether it be the Celtics, whoever was like I was surrounded by in this case. Yeah. So over the years, I just, you know, I took that and I just grew off of it, but I did it in a way to where I was still working a, a, a full time job at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, it was a job I enjoyed because as the concierge, my job was just to make the guests happy. And so yeah. it was something that I also took advantage of as far as my network. I was the director right. of public relations for the concierge association, which yeah. introduced me to all the restaurants in the city and all the vendors and all the companies. And so yeah. it was like everywhere I turned, I I, I knew that I had this, this opportunity to, um, to network, real right. life network, right, real right, life right. network. The, 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 I'd have people from Harvard business school that I talked to and I'd take care of. And then all of a sudden find out that their, their company's worth $40 million. You know, I mean, <laughs> I just, I, you know, yeah. you don't even know until you, 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 you get yourself involved. And so right. anyway, my company had grown over the years that I was working at the hotel. They kind of grew together to the point that when COVID hit, I saw the the light at the end of the tunnel and I went for it. And then now, since that point, I am a hundred percent full-time and uh God willing, we'll be forever here with the uh with the work that I'm doing. And I'm oh, I'm man, right that, in with like Harvard and the hospitals and that's am- I mean that's big amazing. time companies.
0: That's amazing that you've been able to take your gift and transition that where you can take care of yourself full time, doing what you love to do.
1: Yeah, and, and, and don't forget, you know, like I take pride and being a good husband, I take Absolutely. pride in being a good father. Yeah. Um yeah. it's it, the, the, the hardest thing at the end of the day is not just your career, what you're working on. The hardest thing is to be great at those at be, be, be a good uh, family person, be a good friend, be a good, good uh, husband, you know, you know, that's what really makes it tough because, because when when you're really getting up every morning and you're just saying, what can I do today to be a better person? You know, that, that, then that's when even the experience from that side of it comes back to help you with your career, believe it or not, it's kind of wacky, but I'm telling you, it's, it it all is important and it's not easy. You got to work your ass off, man.
0: No, definitely, man. No, I totally understand that. I totally understand. That's great, man. I want to end the episode, you know, Kind of talking about, like, I said, stuff you just kind of mentioned, you know, you've worked with some amazing international brands Hilton Hotel, MTV, Red Bull, the Learning Channel. So, so, um, so talk to me about that, man. How's it been to work with like huge global international brands people dream of working with and you had the opportunity to do so? Like,
1: yeah, thank you. Um, uh, you know, working with big companies is working with people. Right. Right. No matter what you sit with the staff, you sit with the team. Now, unfortunately with the corporate world, you know, there's a lot of actually actual miscommunication as we know, like I'll come into a meeting, I'll sit with a group, of maybe eight people from that company. Yeah. One has got this role, one has got that role. They're all kind of not really even working that great with each other because they're all doing something that they really, you know, whatever it may be, because it's just new or different, especially when it comes to working on like a, a virtual event or something like that. Right. So, honestly, the best thing to do, as always, is just to sit back and listen. Right. Let them all do the talking. Let them all present themselves as as top corporate people in the way that they want to present themselves. Right. Let them have a little bit of argument between each other, whatever they got to do. Right. To, right? And then take it all in. And then thanks to your your um, knowledge, thanks to your experience, you can respond. Right. That's it. Uh, right. it you know, it, I wouldn't be able to deal with these people and I wouldn't be able to get to working with these people if I didn't have the knowledge and experience so that I'm not bullshitting at all. I'm actually just taking whatever they're telling me and I'm I'm personally coming up with the best formula, right? right? That's where the experience comes in. But, but also don't jump too quickly to jump in and to try and give what you think is right. Any project you work on, you have right. to first l- know how to listen. Listening right. is so huge, right? So you sit there, you listen, you take it all in, and then if you have the right experience, you're able to respond honestly, because honesty is the best policy, and bullshitting will will get you in trouble. You know, even if you look good off the bat, you're going to end up in, in a in a pit. Right. you know? So that's probably the best advice I could possibly give and just be proud to be yourself. Right? right. A lot of people get scared by big companies, big corporations, big names. But at the end of the day, these are people just like you are. And right. if they right. have respect for themselves and that's why they're doing what they're doing and that's how they got to what they're doing, you have to respect that. And then you also have to respect yourself. Right. I mean, and and and, and that's that's like the the main thing there.
0: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. That's been so great, man. And 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 another thing, too, before, before we get out of here, I know you're a big Boston sports fan. And I know you had a chance to interview a man, Taco Fall. And uh, that's so cool, man, because I've, I've met Taco a couple of times because he just actually used to come into the barbershop that I was, when he was, uh, this is even right there, yeah, right when he was trying to make his way into the NBA. And he was just a cool cat, man. And we, we keep in touch with him every, every, you know, I shoot him a message every now and then. He actually responds back to me. But it's been cool to see that, to see that brother. Be able to make his make it make him make it make it to the NBA, you know. And he went the Cavs now, but but
1: I love not- Taco. Let me tell you what I love about Taco the most. He's such a humble guy. He's got yeah. so much in his mind going for him besides basketball. Yeah. That wh- whatever his journey takes him on, he's going to do what I what I've been talking about. He's going to take advantage of the experience. He's going to yeah. apply it to his skill set, and he's going to be successful because he's that type of guy. I got to spend a lot of time with him. He's not just a great guy. He's intelligent. Yeah. He's he's international, he's open-minded. Yeah. Right. He can communicate with people. He's really a humble, wonderful person. Yeah. And I know also thanks to his his uh, personal faith and his situation and how he was brought up and how he con- conducts himself. Yeah. That guy is a star to me. He's a yeah. he's a star. Taco's a star. NBA star or not, that guy is a star yeah, because you just know that he is on a path to Success, whether the NBA career works out or not. Exactly, maybe at least you know, and
0: obviously there's a UCF connection there with you guys, you know, as well as a Boston connection. So that was that was pretty cool when I got a chance to 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 Amazing, watch that man. to watch that man and 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 man Evan, this has been so fun, man. Like I said, you this Thank has you, been special for me because you have seen me from the beginning, and and let me say, it hasn't been easy for me because. Um, you know, people in my situation, if, you know, would probably have gone to LA, gone to some of these bigger cities, especially with the business jobs, you know, I've kind of always had to be a freelancer because I knew that Orlando, I this is where, this is the best place for me to be because it's hard for me to get around other places, you know, so, you know, I've been able to freelance my way to some really cool things and, and, and that being said, you know, it, you still try you got to kind of craft your way to, to what you want to do. And I, I just believe in, in just loving people. And I just appreciate you for just, you know, even believing in me from day one and always just, just welcoming me in and just always having all the love. We don't talk every day, but like you said, we're always checking on each other on social media and, and for you to be, you know, we have almost a 20 year friendship, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's been amazing, man, to, to, know that we can still get together and still talk and still have this conversation and it's been so long. And, 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 and we still have so much love for each other, man. So I just want to thank you. This has been really special for me today.
1: Same for me, man. I love you. I appreciate you. I know the hard work you put in. I saw it back then. I've seen it over the years. I just, uh, I'm just thankful to have you in my life I'm thankful yeah. to watch you as you've grown I've, I've I'm, I'm thankful to see how you have taken some of the challenges that you have in your life and how you never let those affect that smile on your face never you always come with a positive attitude you're yeah. always smiling you you know how important it is to grow and to learn and to improve and uh, it's just it's just always been something Thing that I'm fond of. And um, I'm just, I'm really just so thankful for you and for the fact that you invited me to come here and talk to you today. Hey, man. It's
0: been a pleasure, guys. And until next time, this has been your host, Terrell Peart, and I'm out of here. Peace. Peace.